The reading is taken from Matthew 16, verses 1 to 12. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, When evening comes, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, it is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, you of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. This is the word of the Lord. And uh, welcome again. It's great to have you with us and at home. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, if you've not met, my name is uh, Richard, one of the ministers here. And we're going to be thinking about Matthew 16 together that was read for us. So if you want to see that in front of you, then um, a Bible is where you'll find it, uh, Matthew 16. And let's uh, pray together as we come back to God's Word. Our Father, you tell us, and many of us have experienced, that in your Word is... Food is bread for our hungry souls. And as we've considered over the last couple of weeks, we don't deserve the crumbs from your table. And yet you spread a, a feast for us, a banquet for us. And so please would you speak to us, feed us this morning. Please free us from fear and unbelief. Please let us hear again the sweetness of the sound of saving grace. Please feed us, please speak to us by your spirit in your word. Amen. Well, I hope you've picked up this morning. We are thinking about signs. Uh, there have been some signs, some clues uh, about that this morning. We're thinking about signs. And I wonder for you, what sign would you want from Jesus? What sign do you want from Jesus? I imagine most of us would have spoken to someone, maybe would be someone, uh, some of us, who uh, would say, we well, you know Jesus is all very well, stuff in the Bible, but if Jesus appeared right now and, you know, turned an elephant into a frog, then, then I'd believe in him, you know, if, if I saw a sign with my eyes. Others of us sort of are facing a decision. Do I go this way or that way? And thinking, I'd, I'd love some sort of sign. I'd love, you know, a, a light bulb to sort of shine and say, this is the way that I need to go. Or just wondering, will God provide for me? It doesn't feel like he is. I'd love some, some sign, some token that he's still with me, that he'll give me what I need. What sign would you want from Jesus? 
Well, in our uh, verses this morning, there are two groups who come to Jesus and in different ways want something from him. They want a sign. And we'll see with both groups, it doesn't go very well. And so we'll sort of see what mistakes did they make? What mistakes might we be making as we think about Jesus and the signs we want from him? And we'll see as well that Jesus points to a sign, which is truly good news for us, which we can build our lives upon. That's what we're going to see uh, together this morning. As so first we meet at the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Jesus' opponents, and uh, they come to him and they want more signs. Jesus' opponents want more signs. Uh, chapter 16, verse uh, 1, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. We want a sign. We want more signs than what you've done so far. And Jesus has three replies to them. He says, firstly, well, you can't read the signs that you have. He replied, when evening comes, you say, it'll be fair weather for the sky is red. In the morning, today it'll be sunny for the, uh, stormy, sorry, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the sky, but you can't interpret the signs of the times. You know, the uh, little saying, red sky at night, shepherd's delight, red sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. They have mastered that, along with, you know, most six-year-olds. Uh, they, they've nailed that. They know what's going on in the sky. But, says Jesus, you can't interpret the signs of the times. The signs of what's happening right now in front of your eyes, the signs of who I am, well, you're misreading them all over the place. And to see that, uh, it's helpful to know that uh, they've had this conversation already. So back in chapter 12, some Pharisees came to Jesus and they said, we want a sign. And they have a very similar conversation. And just before that, they have spectacularly misread some of the signs that Jesus has done. So Jesus has uh, met a man with a, a demon who uh, is mute and blind because of this demon. And, and Jesus drives out the demon and, and heals the man. And they say, aha, it's because he's in league with the devil. And just before that, Jesus has met a man with a, a withered hand. And Jesus heals the man, restores his hand. And they say, aha, that's proof we need to kill him. See, the Pharisees, they're not great at reading the signs. That's Jesus' first answer to them. The problem isn't a lack of signs. The problem is that you don't read them properly. And then secondly, he says, and actually that's not a, an intellectual problem, that's a, a problem of, of the heart. That's a moral problem that they misread the signs. Uh, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you can't interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign. They're coming, they're demanding a sign, shows that they are wicked and adulterous. Now, not that... Uh, every desire for a sign would get this. Jesus, lots of times in the Gospels, points to the things he's doing and says, look, these are the signs that you should be looking at and looking for to work out who I am. Jesus isn't against signs. He does them. But they've seen a whole lot of signs, and they still come to him and say, no, no, we don't like those. We want more. We want the kind of sign that we want. And Jesus says, no, that is wicked and adulterous. Adultery. He's talking metaphorically. He's not talking about a sort of literal adultery, but a, a spiritual adultery, an attitude of the heart. Uh, but think about that metaphor. A, a faithful spouse will love their husband or wife. And sort of whoever they are, that's who they love. They'll accept them as they are. 
Whereas an adulterer would say, no, no, I have certain boxes that I, that I want to tick, certain needs that I want met, certain, I want to be attracted to someone in a certain way, and if my spouse doesn't do that for me, well, I'll go and find someone else who does. And Jesus sort of diagnoses that's what they're doing. Jesus, we don't want you as you are. We want you to, to perform for us. We want the sort of sign that we want. And Jesus says, that is wicked and adulterous. You're just looking for someone to, to tick your boxes, to meet your needs. They don't know how to read the signs. That's a moral problem. And then thirdly, there will be one sign that they get. He says, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign. None will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So they will get this sign of Jonah. And again, if you flip back a couple of pages in chapter 12, they've had this conversation, and he explains what he means by the sign of Jonah. And I think at least a couple of things that he's pointing to by this. Uh, so let me read what he says back in this earlier conversation. He says, As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So if you know the, the story of Jonah from earlier in the Bible, he was swallowed by a fish, and three days inside this fish, and then spat up sort of to, to new life. And Jesus says, well, so with me. I'll be killed, and I'll be buried for three days, and then rise again. And that's the first part of the sign of Jonah, Jesus' death and resurrection. That's a, a sign, a clue as to who he is. And then the second part is, is the response of the Gentiles, of the nations, to that. So Jesus goes on. Uh, the men of Nineveh, which is where Jonah was sent to preach, uh, sort of not part of God's people, a Gentile faraway city, the men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. Part of the sign of Jonah is the way that people responded to him, not God's people. And that's a sign to, well, to Israel at the time. Gosh, we're sort of messing around with God. We're half-hearted. We're sort of you know, following other gods as well. But look at Nineveh's response. Look at their repentance. That's a sign to us that there's something here to listen to. Last week, if you were here, we were on the, um, on the mountainside with great crowds of the Gentiles. And Jesus was healing them. And uh, what did we hear? They praised the God of Israel. When the foreigners praise Israel's God, well, that's a sign that he's worth hearing, following, listening to, praising. So Jesus says, well, you can't read the signs, it's because you have a heart problem, and you will get this sign of Jonah. You'll see me die and rise. You'll see the nations respond to me in repentance. That's the sign that you get. Now, jump forward uh, uh, 2,000 years. Well, for us today to think about this sign of Jonah, uh, what does that mean? Uh, and how would we sort of uh, think about it? And again, it might be that you're here or at home and thinking, well, I've got questions about that. Uh, I mean, Jesus rising, that's a nice story, but surely no one believes it happened. Um, you know, I have all kinds of questions, and it's, you know, it's worth asking those questions. Jesus isn't against questions of, at all. One of the best ways to do that would be to, to talk to someone you know. Maybe someone brought you here. Maybe someone sent you the link to watch this. Maybe you want to grab one of us that you found at the front and ask, you know, what's going on here? 
But another way, particularly at the moment, uh, some of us are reading uh, this book. We have a, a Platt Book Club, and this is our book at the moment, uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, by a man called Nabil Qureshi, and well, the subtitle, A Devout Muslim Encounters Christianity. And this is sort of 